I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert. And I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to... On The Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide 2. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your comments and ratings help new people find the show. But even better, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. All right, what do you got? <laughs> you know, I am not stuck up. I am not, I'm not picky. I am not a jerk. I am proudly selective. Yeah, I feel that too. I, I am not, you're exactly right. I'm not stuck up. I am not aloof. Um, I just have a small group of people mm-hmm. that I call friends. And there's a bunch of people who are acquaintances, but for the most part, the core group there's a very small number of people that i make time for that i i hang out with absolutely i am very careful with who i give my mental energy to Mm -hmm. i i find that if i'm choosing a not it's not like i go out of my way and hold auditions for friends here <laughs> but there is that time where you are getting to know somebody and there there's a moment in yourself where you're asking can i hang out with this person more often i was how are we doing are we vibing are we is there a good rapport there is the chemistry there i treat friends that i'm or people that i'm getting to know like i'm on a date do you also find, though, that before you're even at that point, there's like the conversation with yourself that's like, do I have space in my roster for another friend? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like, yes. right. Can I fit another friend into this small group of people? Yeah. Like, and that's just it. It's like, I feel bad because, you know, there's been people in my past that bless them, just bless them for making me feel so loved and appreciated. And I mean that non-sarcastically. I mean, seriously, that's, it's awesome. It's a great feeling, but it's the, I just, it's not you and it's not really me. It's just, it's, well, I mean, it is me, but it, yeah, it's, it's more like we only have, because we like you and I both, and I, you know, I want to talk for all introverts, but we like our friendships relatively deep. 
Mm-hmm. You know, we want to get to know people pretty deeply, our friends. We have deep conversations, but we that takes up time and you can only have there's only so much space in my brain mm-hmm. for the deep knowledge that comes from having friends that are that close. And if I add too many people in there, then we're not, I'm not close with those people. Yeah. It's like all muddy and I don't have the capacity for that. And that's just it. It's, it's not about quality anymore. It's now become quantity and it, this frequent contact and, and then you've got an Excel spreadsheet that you just don't open anymore because it's too crowded and full of people. And it's just, it's too much. I can barely manage. I can barely get, get to the point where I'm keeping in regular contact with this small group of people that I consider close friends. (laughs) No, I get you. I get you. Like, let's remember I had to put like reminders in my phone to contact people each month. Yeah. Like when we were discussing maintaining your relationships, I think one thing that you and I, you know, we want I think we were touching on is I think it also, when you're maintaining those friendships, they have to be the ones that are going to be the most meaningful to you as well. Cause there's a difference between asking how somebody is once in a while and grabbing a cup of coffee versus the people that you really are sharing yourself with. Right. And I need to be able to, first of all, have my friends in a single digit like I'm not having them over 10 here. I've got a very good handful of friends. Mm-hmm. Anything past that is people that I need to be careful with giving too much time with. So it doesn't take away from my family, from my friends. But mm-hmm. what we were talking about when it comes or what we are talking about when it comes to selective friendships is, are these the people that you want to share yourself with? Is this going to be the most fulfilling friendship for you? And that's okay if that changes and fluctuates every once in a while. If those things change, people change. And and I find, not to sound selfish here, but your needs in life tend to change. Mm -hmm. Your perspectives, your focus. And I think it's okay to be selective. I think it's okay to say, I don't have that many friends. I have have very good friends. And and it's close and it's meaningful. And there's fulfillment there. And I think uh, I find I found actually I was getting pretty guilty of not having enough friends. Yeah, I felt like I needed more when I was younger. And as I'm okay, careful, Phil, but as I'm approaching 30 here, (laughs) Uh (laughs) I'm getting very careful with what I say. I know you're getting very careful. You're like, oh, 30 is so old. And I'm like, oh, shame. you do just stop that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise. I promise. I didn't mean that. <laughs> but as I'm getting, as I'm getting older, you know, my, my needs are changing in terms of the people that I need around me. And I need people that, well, frankly, are homebodies. You know, being in quarantine has really made me meditate on the people that I have on my life. Mm. And if I can give a piece of experience, I recently discovered that a friend of mine has unfollowed me on all social media platforms. Oh my. Yep. And this is the first time in my life. I have not been petty about it. Mm. I have not thought ill will 
And I have accepted that and been okay with that because this person was also an introvert. And as I saw on their social media, their life had changed drastically Mm -hmm. since the last time I had seen them. And I considered us good friends, but at the same time, clearly their needs have changed. And that's okay that I wasn't a part of it. That That didn't make me less of a friend in the past. It didn't make me less of a friend now. I know I'm, I know I can be a good friend. I know I make mistakes, but it's okay for those things to happen it made my friend circle a little bit easier, if you will. It just felt less complicated the more I didn't complicate people moving on. Mm-hmm. You're alluding to the things that you have learned that you, you like the changes that have happened for what you want in a friend. And I'm curious about whether or not you think that that's a change in in you as a person mm-hmm. or a more full understanding of what you need in a friend than you had when you were younger? I think it's definitely more of an understanding in myself. I've I think I'm slowly coming to terms with the person that I want to be. I'm coming to terms with the person that I, that I currently am and that I'm mm-hmm. on this awesome journey of self-acceptance. And I think when it comes to that, I'm understanding the people that I need with me along on that journey. And currently, the friend circle that I have are people that contribute that, I don't want to say that that positive change, but certainly these are people that I have common ground with and I have, and I share the common goal with, you know, I I really do stand by you're only as good as the people you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm wondering, cause back when I was very young, not okay. Not very young, but when I was younger, you know, I was not as in tune with what I need actually needed in a friendship. And so in some ways there were, there was a quantity thing going on. And also I think, there, I allowed more toxic people into my life when I was younger mm-hmm. out of a feeling of this person wants me around. Therefore, I can put up with some some shit because um, obviously I, I need these people. And I I've grown since then. <laughs> there have been some significant changes in my realizations that that uh, I don't have to go out a lot, mm. even before even before the quarantine, even before COVID, I was very much like, you know what? I can spend, I think my record is like two and a half weeks of not going out or seeing people before I'm like, I should have, a, I should go for coffee with a friend. <laughs> Whereas before I would always push myself to go out and, and make myself try to go and see people and go to parties and things, even though I was always miserable at them. Yeah. You know, speaking of people hanging out with people that really don't add that value to your life. You're just hanging around them because they want to be around you. Now, I'm not saying that to sound, again, the the whole stuck up thing of, well, you know, they want to be around you. You should be nice about that. Well, yeah, but again, that's, I don't owe you that. I don't owe being around you as, as like a favor toward you, right? And I find that when we're younger, we do confuse that as an affirmation that this mm-hmm. is your friend. 
If they want to be around you, you need to embrace that friendship. And that's not necessarily true either, because then you can get yourself in some real trouble here. Yeah. And sometimes it really depends more about what is it if somebody, and this is an important question, if you're, if you're significantly younger than I am and you're not like at this comfort, if you're not comfortable with being alone, if you're, if you're trying to meet new people and things like that, ask yourself what the person that wants you with how to word this. If the person that wants you there, what, if you're not getting something, what are you giving? And can you afford to give that? Right. Like think about those friendships and like, I'm not saying end them because some of those people that I knew when I was younger, we are still friends and we are still happy to see each other mm-hmm. and very, except for the toxic ones, those are people are gone. But, but generally I think there was an imbalance at a certain point mm-hmm. where my desire for depth in a conversation may have read more as I'm turning a spotlight on this person. I'm giving them my attention. And that may have been in those, in those instances, I was giving more than I was getting back because I was giving attention and, and, and focus to somebody who wasn't willing to give it back. Mm, yeah. How many, let's take the acquaintances out of the, the question. Mm-hmm. How many people, partner ex- excluded, mm-hmm. do you consider friends? Five. Mm-hmm. I, and I even wrote them out in prep for this show. Oh, you did? Oh, I did. I did. I, and I counted, and not including Steve, not including my family, I have five. And these are the people that I trust. Mm-hmm. I will come and talk to if I if I need them. And I will just come and talk to them because I just like being around them. They're just, they're good people, genuinely. Yeah. And I've just been, I've been very staunch in my, in my thoughts now when it comes to who I want to surround myself with. I don't ghost people. Mm-hmm. I there's certainly people that have been trying again very sweet and I'm very flattered been trying to be my friends but after okay story time okay <laughs> so I was doing this storytelling event a little while ago like a couple of years back and this person was very supportive they messaged me on social media and they uh, asked me a lot of interesting questions and, and they, um, they just wanted to go for coffee, get together. And I, anytime I was hosting an event or I was going to one, I would invite this person because I just thought that they wanted to enjoy this event with me. To me, in my personal opinion, and this wasn't clear at the time. So this part I will take fault in that doesn't necessarily mean I want to be your best friend. It means that right now, you and I hold very similar interests. I think you would enjoy it. I think you're a great person to be around. We can Mm. absolutely do that and not call this, we need to be with each other all the time. Right. There came to a point in my life where a lot was going on. I was going Mm. through a really difficult time. And this person just wanted to talk and socialize and hang out. I didn't handle this the best of way. I stopped talking and I absolutely ghosted them. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I, it wasn't, it wasn't very nice on my part to be transparent. And they sent me a very long 
text message that may or may not have included a few colorful words. Mm. Uh, and I wasn't mad at them, but all I remember replying with was just, okay, I totally understand. Thank you for being honest. I wish you the very best. Mm. And, and they came back with is really, that's it. I pour it all out on the table and that's all you can come out with. And all Mm. I can think of, and that right there, I knew the proper way to handle myself. I felt myself becoming the person I wanted to be in conflict, Mm. which was, I really do appreciate what you were trying to do and being my friend. And I apologize. I shouldn't have done what I did. I should have been very clear that this was just a, this was just a common ground sort of friendship. And I'm very sorry. And I remember Mm. having that sense of understanding of myself of, you know, you can be honest with people and say what you need in that respect and they'll respect you more for it. But I started to be more grounded Mm. in my friends and who I will give my time to, because I don't, I don't want to do that to people. And I know that's what I'm capable of. And it's not a good trait to have. I'm not proud of that, but I, so therefore I just, it's best just to be honest now. Honesty is the best policy. If you don't have room for people in your life and you want to, and maybe you want to go grab a coffee, maybe you want to go see a show with them because, because you know that they'll enjoy it. Just, just say, Hey, listen, I thought you would enjoy this. I thought maybe you and I could go and experience this together. What do you think? And then after that, if they want to keep hanging out, keep hanging out. I think it's important to maintain that communication about what you need. You don't need to. You don't need to full out say, "I don't want to be your friend." <laughs> <laughs> that's not a. That's not a great opening. No, that's not a great opening. Not a great opening at all. Don't do it. But certainly be be honest. Be very sensitive to how they feel too, because it's not easy for people to put themselves out there, right? It, it takes a lot of courage for them too. Absolutely. One thing about if you are expanding your friend group and you've done so either too quickly or you're no, no longer comfortable, like you can only have so many people that you have meaningful conversations with and meaningful relationships with. Mm-hmm. And yes, I can have meaningful relationships with, with a bunch of acquaintances, but we're not super close. And where's I might the see them once in a while. Right. Yeah. And, but if you try to fill in the spaces in your life with, with other people, Either the other relationships will start to falter, but what is more likely is that in the effort to try to keep up with all of those people, you will fall apart. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, sometimes we need to shed one of the people. And sometimes it ends up being the newer person Mm -hmm. because we don't have the history with them and maybe we can do it better. Um, I feel like this is a, the episode where um, we're both going to stumble a lot about <laughs> stuff because it's it's hard to form uh, coherent questions and, and thoughts about things that you are still that you still struggle with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, our listeners are probably going to hear us uh, uh, struggle a lot, but that's the nature of, of dealing with this, some of this stuff in real time. Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of, 
I mean, that's what we do, right? I mean, you and I are performers. We put ourselves out there. We're doing this for you. Okay, folks? This is all no, for you. We're, we're also doing it for ourselves. Let's be honest. Okay, Jess. maybe we for bo- ourselves. We both came into this podcast <laughs> wanting to learn things, much of which has to do with becoming comfortable with our personalities with being introverts, right? Yes. <laughs> so let's not pre- let's not play the altruist card because it's not entirely altruistic. Okay, fine. You caught me. You caught me. <laughs> <laughs> what was? At what point did you start to realize that you were overdoing it with with friends, or the number of friends? Uh. Well, besides that one time there. I would say probably while I was living in London, I I think like just the amount of like, they, again, fantastic people has nothing to do with them. It was on me. I think I had just been so desperate to start making London my home and start over entirely and meet all these wonderful people and get all these new experiences that I definitely bit off more than I could chew. And when I saw, uh, this is, this is definitely before we started the podcast. It was when I noticed that all my notifications on messenger were building up Mm -hmm. and my last seen receipt would be like months ago and it would be a, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) we've we've discussed this issue that you, that you had in the past with answering messages, Um, but see, this is the thing. This is the thing that often gets introverts in trouble uh-huh. is the idea of like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that text later. Yeah. And later ends up being three months later. And you're like, I think I just ghosted this person. I guess we're not friends anymore. I... Or something, you know, you're like, I don't exactly. know how to get into this. <laughs> and then you kind of just stare at your phone a little bit like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, I really dropped the ball on that Oh, what I do? There's no, coming out. There's no coming back from this. No. Oh, boy. And I know, you know, I've seen so many memes on Facebook, too, of like, I'm sorry I didn't respond to your text three hours, like three hours ago, but I promise you it will happen again. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to go into this vicious cycle of just not of not getting back to people, but it's definitely a, but I don't know what else to do. I I feel stuck sometimes, but, and I mean, the question that this is, this is going to be controversial, but Mm. is it on me? Is it on me to not make this person feel uncomfortable despite my own feelings? Don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> don't answer that. That you already know the answer to that one, and that's why you don't want me to answer that. Exactly. Like it's just oh, like listeners, dear listeners. I never, ever, ever, ever want to be known as the poster child for emotional intelligence. <laughs> but I do want you to know that I really am trying so hard. <laughs> well, I mean. We all are. The one of the mm. things like that that meme. I'm sorry, I didn't get back to you, but with your text of three hours ago, I'm like three hours ago. <laughs> That's polite. <laughs> Sometimes three days, three weeks. Like, come on. <laughs> I have I have emails where I was like, I didn't respond to that. I have two options: open an email with, I'm sorry, I didn't respond to your message, or just mark it as read and 
Just assume everything's fine. <laughs> and it's just a sea of red flags. Just a uh. sea. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just ghosting is bad. <laughs> We're just gonna rename this a whole podcast episode. No, Please it's, don't ghost. <laughs> no, ghosting, see, here's the thing is and it's hard to come back from it. Mm. Like if you've ghosted someone and you actually wanted to keep that person as a friend, evaluate why you didn't respond to them. Mm-hmm. But if you feel bad about ghosting someone more because you ghosted someone than because you felt like that was a person you wanted to keep a friendship with or, or to know better or whatever. I mean, you can feel a little guilty about that, but don't feel too bad because you ghosted them for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if, if you've, yeah, if 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 that's something that happened, like maybe there was not value in that friendship for you. Yeah, you know where the guilt stopped for me, and where I, I stopped coming down on myself. I mean, like I, I can be self-deprecating. I can definitely make jokes about myself about how terrible I am when it comes to getting back to people. But at the same token, though, when it comes to my own mental health. Clearly, the friendship is one-sided where I don't, not to say like, you know, I don't see value in it, but it's a, I don't, I don't feel that closeness and that accountability with you. And I've asked myself this time and time again, if this is going to be worth it, that's where my guilt does stop. Hmm. And at that point, if I lie to myself, I am, I'm not being very fair to the other person either. So maybe it's just best if that person's really hurt to be accountable and apologize, but don't promise an, a further friendship with it. <laughs> really don't. <laughs> um, there's a thing that happens in dating that also sort of happens with friends. And so, for example, this is, this happened to me where um, when I was dating uh, before I met my girlfriend, like you'd be texting with someone and you you start to realize that you're the person who's sending all of the text, you're initiating all of the messages. Mm-hmm. Each day you send the first message. So what you do is you try not sending a message yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. And if they don't message you back, you're like, well, now I have an answer there. They're not that enthused about talking to me. And so you cross them off the list mm-hmm. and you want, but in friendships, like that could happen too. Like, are you initiating the the, the contact? Mm-hmm. If if not, um, also, I mean, remember, there's two reasons why you might not respond to that text. One, you don't have the you don't have it in you, and so you put it away, assuming you're going to get back to the person. Two, or maybe, like when that text comes in, you're just not that enthused about getting back to that person, and maybe there's a reason for that. I mean, yeah, like if you want to, like, I think if you're going to have friends, not if, I mean, you know, everyone needs a friend, but if I have a text coming in from a friend, if I'm not genuinely excited to get back to them, if they tell me some good news and there's nothing in me that feels like I, oh, I want to celebrate with you or I want to build you up or you know, if they ask me to go somewhere on a really special, you know, a, a special friend date, and I'm not genuinely enthused, I can definitely view that as like dating and maybe 
just not go forward with it. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's pretty darn fair. Yeah. I'm a little bit worried that, that, that um, this episode could also be subtitled Phil and Jess are assholes. Um, <laughs> oh, come on. We're, we're nice people. <laughs> we are, but apparently we're also advocating. I don't know what it means that we're like, it's okay to ghost your friend if they don't mean that much to you. Like, is this also, is this, we, we were thinking that the title of this is Selective Friendships and that's okay, but maybe it's Phil and Jess are assholes. I don't know. No, you know what? You know what? This just means we need another episode right after about breaking up with your friends. I think we need to be very clear because that's a whole other topic, to be fair. When it comes to you selecting your friends, introverts don't operate on the same way that extroverts do. Let's car- let's carve out our space here for a second. Okay, okay. We're we're going to we're just going to draw the line here extroverts, okay? And we know you're listening. I only have so many spoons to give. We know the spoon theory. Mhm. I do not have to go to the store and buy myself another set of spoons just to make time for you. There are only, there's room for only so many spoons in the drawer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's unfair to ask people to give a spoon. I do. I, I genuinely do. In this day and age where social media is, is the basis right now of our socializing, I, I can't give you more. I can't give you more than what I've already got. And I think this is the episode where Jess and Phil are not assholes. Jess and Phil are firm. And I think there's going to be someone out there who may not agree. But I think there's going to be way more people that will understand that there's no shame in saying, I'm happy and content with the friends that I have. Mm -hmm. I do not have any room for you. And that is okay. We can go for a coffee, but you stay all the way the hell over there. <laughs> we are we are acquaintances. We're friendly acquaintances. Yeah. To be my friend, you got to go through a lot more with an introvert. I think there's also like, like you say, it's 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 less about you stay the hell over there. It's more about like I can bring you into my circle once every six months or three months right. or something like that. Or some with some people, maybe once a year. And that's not a conscious choice. Mm-hmm. It's like after a certain amount of time, you're like, I haven't spoken to that person. And, and I, I like talking to them, just not often. Right. Again, that I feel like that's like, okay, maybe Jess and Phil are not assholes. Maybe it's just Phil is an asshole. <laughs> Phil! No, you're not. <laughs> just because I have. It's funny because I have like five people that I consider friends. Mm-hmm. And yet, like I said, I have a reminder in my phone to reach out to each of them each month. Right. Because if I don't. Then I feel like I'm not cultivating that 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 relationship. And that's not just because that they're not contacting me, but I feel like it's important that I contact them. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there, Phil. And I am going to, I'm going to build you the hell up. All right. Okay. I'm this, ready. Friend, this person is going to build you up. All Let right. Something. Listeners, if you ever meet Phil Rickaby, he is the nicest. 
He is so sweet. And the first time I ever met Phil, Phil took time out of his day to come and meet me for the very first time and have coffee with me and talk all things theater. To me, what that said is that this guy likes to getting to know people. He likes getting to know them and, and he appreciates people and him being a part of the theater community. He understands that. I have never once met anybody, Phil, that has had anything bad to say about you. You are generally a likable person. And I think that's great. And I think the fact that you are selective with the people that you talk to and and you you do care about the quality of a friendship is actually what makes you less of an asshole. It actually makes you a pretty decent person because it's what you see is what you get. You're not you're not like me. Like I'm the kind of person that that will apparently lead you on <laughs> to apparently greener pastures, but then stop you in the wilderness and just go on without you. <laughs> so listen, you ain't an asshole. You're just straightforward. Well, thank you, Jess. Well, you're welcome. And I don't feel like when you 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 beat yourself up over that one friend, that one <laughs> potential friend that you that you that you that was angry and you let them go but like you didn't have space for that person mm-hmm. you weren't necessarily being completely mean to them you had a, a space for them and they kept trying to encroach on more yeah and you know i kind of thought of it like i am a battery plugged into a wall if i allow this person to keep taking me out of my charger my Family and friends are never going to have a battery. Mm-hmm. And I, when I came to terms with that, that the people in my life matter the most, that'd be my family, my husband, and my wonderful five friends. <laughs> <laughs> Very sweet friends. On social media, we asked... A lot of introverts have a very small group of friends. You might even call us selective in our friendships. We might have a large number of acquaintances, but the number of people that we call friend can be quite small. For many, it might just be one or two. We tend to select our friends carefully and enjoy deep friendships with them. Do you have a small group of friends? What made you choose those friends to be close to? Claudia said, I have three aside from family but I wouldn't say I get high level seriously deep with any of them. Oh, hmm. I mean, the thing is like for me, like the, the friends that I have, the ones that I remind myself to, to contact um, the conversation, every time I see them, we go deep. Mm-hmm. It's like, we have co- great conversations. We don't talk about surface stuff. We can go straight into some really good, deep conversation. And I, that's why I consider them friends because I can be that the the introvert that I am who's having like a one-on-one amazing deep conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, that's to me, one of the things that, that marks a good friend is like somebody that I can do that with. Right. Absolutely. I, if, if I can't talk to you about some of the nitty gritties of life mm. and I can't share my deep failures and shortcomings, I start to evaluate the friendship. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Elise says she has a number of points. They respect my spoons and aren't offended when we don't speak as often as we like. Comfortable silences. Mm. Easy to talk to. 
friendship picks up right where it left off when we friendship picks up right where it left off when we do decide to talk. My inherent value is not availability. It's the value I put on myself, which translates into mutual strong loyalty. Hmm. I want to make that like the poster for this episode. Hell yeah. That was a good one. I, I want like to that. read that. I want to read that sentence again. My inherent value is not availability. It's the value I put on myself, which translates into mutual strong loyalty. That was beautiful. That is beautiful. And I need to get that. That is like motivational poster right there. Yeah. I'd say, like that is, that is the cat hanging on the line. That is right absolutely there. the cat hanging on the line because this is like kind of the crux of the whole thing. Yeah. Is when, and this is, I think, something that I was trying to get to in a more clumsy fashion earlier. <laughs> when I was young, I thought my value was my availability. Mm. And so I made myself available. Um, in and it didn't get that kind of availability back, or I didn't get equal attention back. Right. But now, like Elise says, that I have value in the friendships that I have, and that translates into mutual strong loyalty. So, mm. yep. thank you, Elise. I love that. Okay, so the internet was not introvert specific on mm. this topic. This is actually something across the board. If you look up selective friendships, you will see a lot of articles titled why you should be selective, how to make your friendships last, and, and just how to create the most lasting and meaningful and intentional friendships. I even tried finding I went out of my way to find problematic topics again. Oh. Would you not know it? I didn't find one this time. Really? I did not. Huh. Believe me, Phil, I was trying so hard. I what used did you do? All... Go like 30 pages deep on Google or something? I, I really tried. I went as <laughs> far as I could. I, I put in keywords like um, stuck up, selective friendships suck. Like just I, I tried <laughs> everything and I couldn't find a thing. So I just decided we're just going to do exactly what we do. We're going to do a classic why uh, you should choose your friends carefully. Excellent. And, right, right, right. We're going to do we're going to do what we say on the package. Awesome. <laughs> we're going to we're going to do exactly that. <laughs> this article was from makemebetter.net and it was just very simple seven key things that make those friendships, the, being selective, what makes it better? Number one is real friends will make your life happier. It's very true. Uh, I know that for me, when I was more selective and I narrowed down exactly who my friends were and where I value putting my time, my mental health has certainly improved. Well, I mean, how many of us when we were younger, I mean, between you and me, because mm -hmm. I can't speak for everybody, but like, I know I had people that I would now consider toxic and their friendships did not make me happier. They made me miserable or they made me think less of myself. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's not a real friend. No, it's not. Anything past that is a vampire. <laughs> we don't, we don't like vampires. <laughs> Number two, the right friend will encourage you. And I agree because I have had friends where I've, I've given my dreams, my aspirations and my hopes, and it was always met with a, right, but you could just stay home and like, yeah. just 
have a few drinks. And it was it's just, you don't have to do that. You don't have to reach that deadline. You don't have to go to class today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Good friends you- will push you in, in the right direction. Yeah. On the other side, like of all of your relationships, the right relationships will encourage you. If, if and a relationship is not encouraging you in the things that you want, then mm-hmm. it's probably not a healthy relationship in general, friendship or otherwise. Yeah, exactly. That's very one-sided. And there's ulterior motives, I find, for that. If someone mm. wants you to succeed, that's that's dark. Yeah, yeah. If they're, if they're holding you back in some way, there is definitely some reason for that. Oh, yeah. And it might be selfish. It might be like that, that, that they don't want you to shine so they can. Exactly, yeah. Because they're not happy with something mm. about themselves generally. Number three, you can share everything with a sincere friend. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Number four, right friends will give you the right advice. I have a quibble. <laughs> it's not always going to be the right advice. No, it's, that's the thing. Is your The right friends will give you the best advice they can. Yeah. But remember that your friends are... They have their own life experiences, which might be different from yours. They might have a different personality. They may be an extrovert. They may be an ambivert. They mm-hmm. may like they their experiences are different. So the advice they give you will be the best they can give you. But I think I'm quibbling with the word right in that sentence. It is. It it absolutely is that word because it really should just be the right friends will give you the advice with the right intentions. Yes. Yes. Number five, your friends expose your character. I'm going to quibble about that one too. Oh, what don't you like about it? It's it's that um, because we all have character flaws, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't want my friends to expose my character. Generally, I want my friends to expose the best of my character. I want them to show me and reflect back the best of myself and Mm -hmm. to call me out on my bullshit when 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 necessary but i feel like i don't know whether it's the word expose or character that i feel a problem problematic in that sentence it's like Mm. expose your character could also be nasty right right you know do you you think it's maybe like the right friend will make you reflective on your character perhaps or the the right friend will bring out the best in your character. I mean, if we have to use Mm. character, like I think there's something about that sentence that I just don't like. Mm -hmm. It sounds because it could go both ways. It could be both good and bad. Right. Right. Because if you're, I mean, we all have, listen, as I said earlier, we can all be (laughs) assholes now and then. Um, And that is part of our character but you don't want your good friend to necessarily expose that part of your character. You want them to call you out on your bullshit, not to expose yeah. your bullshit. Bullshit is the thing that we do. We keep between ourselves and you go, listen, you shouldn't be such an asshole, but they're not going to expose that. No, it's true. There, there's expose sort of takes away the humility it, it takes it. There's, there's not a sense of humility to it. Mm-hmm. It's a, it sounds aggressive. Yes. yes. Yeah. I think that's the, that's what I'm seeing in that. Fair enough. That's fair. 
Number six, friends can escalate your, I don't, I'm going to just say this now. I, I don't necessarily agree with this one either though. Yeah, no. Say, say the whole escal- thing, say the whole thing and then we'll, then we'll tear it apart. <laughs> I haven't even given the whole sentence yet. Friends can escalate your career growth. What the fuck does that mean? I know it's like, you know, okay. Okay. You know what? I should have actually cited this one, uh, this really bad article. It, it wasn't, it wasn't problematic. It was just some of the reasons why having selective friendships, it just, it just wasn't the right reasons. Like mm. one of them was choose your friends that can help you go higher. Oh, come on. Um, yeah. Cause that's opportunistic. Yeah. And, and this it is. Friends can escalate your career growth. It makes it sound like you should be opportunistic in who you choose for your friends, the friends who can help you get ahead, rather right. than friends who um, support you, who lift mm-hmm. you up, and you lift them up too. It goes both ways. And right. who um, they're willing to shine their light on you when it's your time, and you're willing to shine your light on them when it's their time. Um, I think there's something cynical in that phrase. Friends can escalate your career growth, which sounds like you say opportunistic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like this isn't going to sound bad at all. I know this is no, no, let's start that again. <laughs> this is going to sound bad. <laughs> I don't want to be friends with someone based solely on the purpose of what you can give me. Cause yes, again, opportunistic is the word. But it's also, that's such a sad basis for connection is, I mean, I have the friends that I have, not because they're going to give me something. They can't, they can't give me what I need when it comes to a career growth. Only I can do that. Mm. Only I can make the right choices and put the the right amount of effort in Mm. the right amount of work and all the dedication and discipline that I need. My friends cannot do that for me. That's what networking is for. That's what work opportunities are for and seizing the moment. But that's on me. Yeah. That's but, not on my friends. They're not my friends at that point. No, but what your friends can do is cheer you on. Mm-hmm. Your friends can encourage you. Your friends yes. can um, uh, celebrate you when you are moving forward. And and they should if they're your friends. Um, but escalate your career growth it just sounds like find friends who can help you get ahead in your career and that's just ugh. that's just awful i don't like it no yeah ugh. and number seven friends can influence your future choices what does that mean just i find that vague what does I that find- <laughs> mean of course yes but also what does that mean like is this is this kind of bordering on like a serious discussion when we cut when we talk about our future choices in life like i mean again this kind of goes in with number two Mm. friends will encourage me and and they will they will give me the the advice that they can with the right intentions i wouldn't necessarily mean though that's going to influence my future choices in life now that's what, it's a bit much. I don't know what that means. Is that like your friends will, you know, you'll meet the person, the the correct person for your social station and you'll get married to that person and you will get a socially acceptable house with a white picket, yeah. a so, uh, acceptable pet fence. Or I don't know what that means. Your friends yeah. can influence your future choices. It's very strange. 
or if you make friends with these people in the theater community, you never know what kind of experimental shit you might get yourself into. Well, then they're definitely influencing your future choices. (laughs) Pulling out Dadaism, I'm out. I'm out. No, yeah. (laughs) No, just joking. But oh, she's totally um, for Dada. So don't you worry. Don't you worry there. Totally into it. No, (laughs) we have listeners that don't even know. I'm sure there are people who are like. Uh, this is a little too in, inside baseball. Guys, we apologize. Sometimes it happens. So sorry. Sometimes it happens. We apologize. We'll try to talk about some fart jokes. No, God damn it. Why did I assume that they, that they want fart jokes when they don't want the arts talk? I'm sorry. That was condescending. And now I am an asshole. Phil! You're killing me. That was the first time I've ever heard fart joke come on this podcast. I've no, never done a fart joke. Oh my God. What's wrong with me today? I'm into it. I'm here for it. So Listen, we should do an episode here. about fart jokes? I'm into it. Listen, there is <laughs> I appreciate in comedy a well-placed fart joke. I don't know if I'm gonna leave this in, but it's an episode of SCTV. Many years ago, and I can't remember if it was if it was half wits or celebrity half wits or something. And and Eugene Levy was playing Alex Trebell, and he was as always getting very frustrated with the people on the panel. And at a certain point, he dropped his pen and he leaned over to get it. And as he leaned over, I can't even tell the story without laughing. It was just like the perfect little fart. And it's like he just goes to pick it up, and he just like. He goes up and he's so offended at himself and he's so surprised and everybody's laughing. And that is a well-placed fart joke. Because as I, as you can see, I can't barely talk about that episode without laughing. <laughs> I have a breathy laugh going on over here. <laughs> I'm running myself. I have no idea why, but here I am. It's just we made it. It's just you know you've made it when this comes up. And I and I and I'm just so here for it, Phil. Okay. Are you okay? Oh no, I'm not okay. We can wait. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. Good. Okay. All right. Ooh. So did we learn anything today? I learned that I am more than confident in my choices in friends and that the time that I have with them is valuable and that I will reserve my spoons for them. Hmm. And, and, and that's just it. I just want to enjoy life with these people. Hmm. I want to do life with them. And that's not so, that's not so much to ask from people. I don't think. No. You know what? I learned that that I'm not an asshole, um, that I'm not aloof. Like the friends that I have, that small group of people that I call friend are very important to me, very precious to me. And sometimes I don't know because many of them, they probably don't listen to this podcast. Some of them don't do some of them don't. But like when I reach out to them, that's me expressing how important they are to me. Mm-hmm. And I get so much from those friendships that 
I, I want to cultivate them. But I also know that I don't have a lot of space for more of them. And so mm-hmm. um, I, I, I'm very, it's very rare that I will bring another person in, in and call them friend um, just because I, I can't. I don't have the space for it. And I think I have to be okay with that. And I am okay with that. I sometimes I feel like maybe I should have more, but again, that gets into quantity over quality. And I like the quality of the friendships I have. Uh-huh.